Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impact of the Word of God as you listen to this message by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi serves as a bishop in Lighthouse Chapel International, a denomination founded by Bishop Dacuid Mills with over 1,500 branches worldwide. Bishop Richard currently pastors the London branch of the First Love Church, a vibrant campus ministry with young, energetic people, full of first love for the Lord. We believe this message will give you hope, light and love to strengthen you in your Christian walk. Now listen to Bishop Richard. Are you ready for a powerful testimony? Everybody make some more noise and welcome our brother... Edward! Hallelujah. Um, hi, my name is Edward. I'm in the setup team. And so this is my testimony I'm about to share with you guys. So, growing up, I was considered a good boy. All my parents, people used to commend me to my parents that, yeah, I've got a good behavior. But that slowly started to decline around year nine, I'd say. So it was around year nine. Me and my friends, we always used to get into altercations with boys from other schools um, around our area. Same old thing. Just general troublemakers, basically. So that was basically how it was all throughout our school life, um, carried on into college as well. College even got worse, to be honest. Started selling weed, smoking weed, going parties. In the parties, in the parties, I can't remember even staying in a party to the end because we always used to get into some sort of madness. So that's how we was living our lives for a while. Fast forward, 2013, I went to Ghana. I traveled to Ghana with my parents just for a holiday, and I remember just before I left, two of my dad's brothers, two of my uncles, they both sat me down at separate times and had a serious chat with me because obviously they heard about how I was misbehaving in London. So they both sat me down, and they both had the same emphasis that friends, watch out for your friends. So I'd say that sowed a seed in me because by the time I came back, when I came back, that led me to contact my friend Sam, who prior to that holiday... He had just given his life to Christ. And he always used to talk to us about Christ. And, and um, basically, mo- most of our friends were Muslim, so no one was really trying to hear that. But to me, <laughs> to me, that, that stuck with me. And it was really, I'll tell you, it was the power of example that really led me to church because he was with us running around doing all these crazy things. And to see him change, that was a big wow. So, um, <laughs> so... Um, yeah, so I told him, when I came back from Ghana, I told him, when you're going to church, phone me. And he didn't even phone me, to be honest. <laughs> he, didn't, <laughs> he didn't even phone me. But then, probably like a week later, he phoned me about something completely different. And then I was like, oh, you didn't phone me when you told me to come to church, though. And then he was like, oh, he's going on Tuesday, so come along. I said, cool, no problem. So... 
we ended up going to a Tuesday service. And if any of you have been to a Tuesday service, you know the message is always pepper. So, <laughs> so, so yeah. I can't, to be honest, I can't even remember what Bishop was preaching about. But the fact that I'm standing here today is proof that it was powerful. So, um, so we were driving home. We were driving home, reasoning. He was still preaching with so much conviction. He always used to talk with so much conviction. and He was passionate about what he was talking about. So that's what he was doing for a while. Then that same night, as I was lying in my bed, I was just pondering about what he was saying and what I'd heard that day. Then before you know it, I'm phoning him saying, yeah, lead me in the prayer, man. So he did that. And then by the grace, since then, I've just been flourishing in church. So... So, I'd like to encourage you all, whether it's your first time or you've been around for a few weeks or months, just stick around because if you can't already tell, you can definitely see the family spirits in this church. And I'm sharing that, given the fact it's International Sunday, um, recently I just went back to Ghana again, and by the grace I was able to be part of some of the first love services there, and I must say, like, I was welcomed, like... When I stood up to say it was my first time, I had like a hundred people coming to shake my hand. Like, and yeah, like fat. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I fit right in, I felt right at home. So, yeah, man, that's my testimony for you guys. Wow. Amen. Are you still here? Fantastic. Did you enjoy that testimony? Wow, it's a blessing. That's cool. That's EA, okay? His name's Edward Adisi, okay? But we call him EA for sure. Okay? Fantastic. Well, I have another testimony that I would like to read to you. Are you still in the house? Tell your neighbor, wow. Okay? So this is another testimony that I want to read to you. Are you listening? Okay, I'm going. I am currently an ICT graduate who graduated this July. I had been applying for quite a number of jobs, but at a point, I became frustrated because I felt like I wasn't getting any results. Are you with me? Okay. I honestly don't think I applied diligently, and soon after the months passed, I started applying with a lackadaisical attitude. Two weeks ago, I was listening to one of your messages. Okay, so she's talking to Bishop Richard, okay? Two weeks ago, I was listening to one of your messages titled Financial Mistakes. In the message, you said people who do not have jobs are jobless because they are lazy. What a shock. I was amazed because I didn't think I was lazy. But after the the message, Bishop, it made perfect sense. I was lazy. In fact, very lazy. Lazy. And I wasn't doing things diligently. Bishop, the message really touched me. And it was almost like you were preaching to me. I became so encouraged and motivated to keep applying faithfully. That same day, I applied for a lot of jobs. And the next day, I got a phone call from one of the companies. And I was interviewed on the phone. Bishop, guess what? You guessed right. I got the job. Thanks to God for his grace for using you to bless me. It is a web designer role for mamas and papas. 
I won't, be, I won't be staying at the company for long because I am back to uni in September for my master's. But already it has opened so many doors for me and it is such a great opportunity. I thank God for your messages. They are making, they are making me wiser and, and a more diligent person. Thank you, Bishop Richard. Wow. Why don't you clap your hands to the Lord? God is doing great things amongst us. Amen. Maybe you're not in the service, but when you listen from wherever you are, you'll be blessed. Amen. Amen. Well, I want you to clap your hands and welcome the Galaxies.
Wow. Jesus is the way. Amen. How many of you know that Jesus is the way? Fantastic. I want you to clap your hands and welcome our sister Marcella to give us a powerful song ministration.
My soul faints after you Seeking your glory Satisfy my soul Satisfy my soul Satisfy my soul With your love Sacia me, of the way we've been but I want to pray first let us pray oh you know what let me pray oh god oh god help me please help me I want to serve you I really do I want to follow you Give me the Holy Spirit. I I know that only you can make me strong. Today I have to do what is right. Because I don't want to fall into this mess again. The hour has come and the seed must fall into the ground and die. I know you have made me strong enough to do this. I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I had to meet you here today. There's just so many things to say. I really need to make things right. I'm here to speak the word of God. We've been living in sin so long. We both know it's not right. This fornication can't go on. Quit and say goodbye I'm glad we're meeting here today This relationship is wrong I 
I've been pregnant three, four times. Oh, and aborting babies is just too bad. Now I feel sick because I have sinned. My hands are covered in so much blood. James, I can't do this anymore. No, no. So let's just quit and say goodbye. For so long we've been together But you know what? I won't be seeing you anymore I know I'm crying as I speak Yes, I'm crying, James And I've been crying all week long But it's time for me to take my cross And follow Jesus every day I have found a greater love Yes, I have The love of Jesus is so real deny that I love you I can't deny you made me happy you made me laugh you made me cry and I just loved it being with you I feel drawn to you You see I want to serve the Lord from now It breaks my heart to say Goodbye my James Bye bye James But let's just quit and say goodbye Oh, oh, oh Let me make one thing clear You see, you won't find me in those places No, no, no All those places where we went But if you're looking out for me Me in the child. 
James Goodbye
happy to be in church today? Tap your neighbor and ask them, are you happy to be in church today? Hopefully they are happy. Well, on this International Sunday, we have a powerful man of God to preach to us today. Somebody that's full of the word and somebody that's been across the globe preaching the gospel. Amen. I want you to help me introduce this great man of God to us, Bishop Richard Ayi! Wow, hallelujah. Can you bow your heads, close your eyes, and let's pray. Father, we thank you for bringing us together. Thank you for today. Thank you for a blessed day and a beautiful day. Thank you for a good time that we are having in your presence, Lord. Thank you that we are heaven bound, blood washed, Lord. Thank you that we find joy, we find peace, and we are able to rejoice in your house and in your presence. For this we say thank you and we are so grateful, Lord, that you saved us. You washed us with the blood of Jesus. And you added us to your great and beautiful family. Thank you for a day like today. Thank you, Lord, for International Day, Lord. Thank you that you remind us that you, Jesus died for the whole world, Lord. For the different nations, tribes, tanks, and all the people of the earth, Lord. We celebrate the salvation that you have brought to the different nationalities we have here, Lord. Thank you for your goodness towards us. Let today, oh God, mark 
a day of a blessing, a day of a miracle, and a day of deliverance, Lord. Let your word have its full force and power in our lives, oh God. Thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit that is here to help us and to heal us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Tell six people you are welcome to church today. Six. Count up to six. If you find six, you can take your seat. Hallelujah. Well, it's a joy to be back after missing one Sunday. Uh, Hallelujah. uh, Amen. Thank you. Thank you. It's just... It's just one Sunday, you know, just one. But um, everybody everywhere is fine. I was in, uh, what was I? Trinidad, Dominica, and Dominican Republic. And, uh, they all find blessed and doing well in Jesus. Amen. Amen. So um, we are here and we are back in church. So. We want to continue sharing, teaching, and preaching. Is that a good idea? Are you enjoying International Sunday? You all look very beautiful. I can see that you've made an effort. Effort. Yeah, so God bless you for making the church colorful today. It looks very colorful. It's nice to see. To see all of you. Amen. So, we want to continue sharing on mistakes we must avoid i'm if you're happy that we're going to we're talking about mistakes we must avoid you will never commit these mistakes in your life yes you will never you will never you have been anointed with the spirit of wisdom every message you hear there's an impartation of the spirit of wisdom to you so sometimes even when you see yourself in uh, something that applies to you, you shouldn't be depressed. You should be happy that deliverance has come. Is it one of the one of the difficult things when you go and see your your doctor or your GP? Is when they can't diagnose what is wrong with you. Yes, that is that is a difficulty. That is what is that is what is um, painful. That is what is complex. And we, they can't tell what is wrong with you. Anytime you can tell and you can see what is wrong with you, it's a blessing. It's a great blessing. So anytime you hear the word of God and you can see or it is pointed out to you what is wrong with you, that you can see that I am walking in a mistake. I am doing something wrong. Instead of being depressed, and continuing in it, you should rather rejoice and repent and run out of it. So it's three hours. Rejoice, repent, and run. 
out of that situation. Never be depressed when you see a fault or a mistake when you hear. Because that's, that's like the um, natural response. It's like, oh, so I'm not that good. It's true. It's true. You're not that good. It's true. But it's a blessing to see that you are not good. So that you can become good. You are becoming good. You are becoming better. 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 Instead of, you know, the word of God is not to accuse. Satan is the accuser of the brethren. The word of God is not to accuse. The word of God is to heal. Is to bring wisdom. Is to bring understanding. Is to bring direction. When you hear the word, it means that direction is coming to you. Direction. You are receiving direction. You are receiving direction from God. Is it true that you've been in a mistake? Is it true that you are you are in the wrong? Is it true that you are somewhere? It is true. It is true. It is true. It is true. But you are not supposed to become angry, depressed, reactionary when you are caught. <laughs> you have been caught. You're not supposed to behave that way. You are supposed to do what? Rejoice. Repent. And run. Run into good. Run out of that situation. Instead of being angry, depressed, and reactionary. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, it's a blessing. It's a blessing to hear the word and to have a subject like you know, I, I, to be honest with you, I really don't enjoy the title. Mistakes. I really don't like it. To talk, it's like you're talking about mistakes. You're talking about mistakes. But it is good because it's also, it's also like counseling. You're receiving counsel on things that you have to avoid. Things that you have to avoid. And it's the Bible. The Bible says that we all make mistakes. James chapter 3. Indeed, we all make many mistakes. How many of you have made a mistake before? Yes, many. Make a lot of mistakes. Plenty. Plenty mistakes. Plenty. Plenty, 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 plenty. And um, today we are starting a special type of mistakes that you shouldn't make. Yeah. Yeah. We all make mistakes. We all make them. We all make them. So when you are, you find, this one, this last set, this last set of mistakes will apply to some of us. Okay. When you see yourself in it, don't be depressed. Don't be angry. Don't become reactionary. Rather, rejoice. Repent. Run out of that mistake. Run out of it. I don't believe in Counseling people who won't do anything about what I'm saying. Neither do I believe in hearing a message and I won't take a decision based on the message I've heard. I also don't believe in my personal life. When I hear a message and I am blessed by the message, it always leads me to a decision. Oh yeah. I have to make decisions. That is how you move on. Every revelation you receive in your life is an agent to upgrade your life. Wow. 
every revelation that comes to you, you have to go higher. You have to go higher. You have to go higher. Every time I have my quiet time, I gain a revelation. It's supposed to take me higher. I'm supposed to become a better person. Not that you've, you've received advice, counsel, you know, as, uh, as, as the years have gone by, I realize that I'm even choosy. Do you understand choosy? Yeah, yeah. On who I spend time with in counseling. Yeah. A, a lot of people, not all, a lot of people will not do what you say. So there's no point in talking. So I've realized that I've learned how to play the game. I've learned it. I'm actually good at it. Yeah. Because I can tell who, who would not, but it's like, it's just, it's like, it's just nice to say, you know, be sharp. It's, it's, it's like, it's just nice to fulfill all righteousness. So you play the game and also play the game back. Then we all, you see, by the time we finish, I've said nothing. I've said nothing. So we all make many mistakes. But you shall be doers of the word. Amen. When you hear counsel, I'm if you when you hear counsel, you will do what you have heard. Yeah. You you will. I feel you will. Amen. I feel you will. That's why that's why I keep talking to you. And that's why I'm going to take my time and talk to you today. Today wow. so I'm not going to rush myself. I'm going to take my time and talk to you. Because I feel I have met doers of the word. Yeah. Doers of the word. People who shall do what they are hearing. Tell your neighbor, I am a doer of the word. I am a doer of the word. I am a doer. doer. Do you know who a doer of the word is? The Bible says that he's a blessed man. He's a blessed man. He's one of the blessed people in this life. There are different groups of people who are blessed. Or different things that brings about a blessing. And one of the things that brings a blessing into someone's life is when he is a doer of the word and not a forgetful hearer. Has he found the verse for us? No. You have to start from it earlier. I don't think I don't think he's found it. No, I don't think he knows what he's looking for. I'll find it for you. If he beats it to me, tell me that he has found it. But I don't think he has. Is he still struggling? He's struggling. Is he still struggling? He's still struggling. He still can't find it. Wow. Is he still struggling? He's found it. We are not sure. He's found it. Is it in James chapter 1? Yes. Okay. <laughs> this man. This man. Shall be blessed. There's a man who is blessed. Who is that man? The man. Wait. The man who looketh into the perfect law of liberty. That is the word of God. And continueth therein. He being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This man. 
This man shall be blessed. The one that comes to church hears the word and will do what he has heard. That man will be blessed. You shall be blessed. You are this man. I said you are this man. I said you are this man. You are him. You are him. You will not be a forgetful hearer. You won't be. You'll be a doer of the work. Hey, the thing you have heard, you will do it. As you hear the word, you hear the instruction, you will do it. You will say to yourself, I have found something to do. I have found something to do because I've read my Bible. Because I've been preached to from the Bible. So I have found something to do. That man will be blessed. You are that man. I say you are that man. You are that man. So, we are talking about mistakes. Isn't it? Give us our verse again. Indeed, we all make many mistakes. Do we all accept it? We all make many mistakes. Your mistakes are becoming fewer and fewer. We all make many mistakes. And uh, we, we say we have three different types of main mistakes that we want to talk about. Number one was spiritual mistakes. We talked about spiritual mistakes. Some of you were here when we talked about spiritual mistakes. Yeah, okay, so we talked about spiritual mistakes. We talked about that for about five weeks, I think. And then after that, we talked about financial mistakes. Financial mistakes. I actually discovered about eight more financial mistakes that I was going to share with you today, but I changed my mind. No way, one day I'll share it with you. But I've actually realized I have about eight more, eight principles that you you can guide you into financial blessings. Yeah. You see, when it gets to finances, try and be real. Don't be some imaginary person doing things that, you know, sound nice and sound clever. Some of the, some of the things, you rather end up as a thief or even a gambler. You have to do real things. Real things. Be real. Be practical. Get real jobs. Don't think and imagine get rich quick schemes. Those are the things that convert people into thieves and robbers and liars. This kind of get rich quick. It's like by, by 25, I must be a millionaire. Look, you can be. I mean, it is possible. You can be. But on which route? On which route? It's not like you can't be a millionaire by 25. You can. You can. May you receive riches. So we've talked about financial mistakes. So our next one is marital mistakes. And for marital mistakes, there is pre-marital mistakes. That is, listen, listen. That is the things that take place before marriage. Now, why, why, is, why is marriage so important? Mar- marriage is, is a very important chapter in your life. It's a very, very, very important. And um, why am I talking to you about it now? Because you must have a good foundation. Your marriage shall be better than your parents. Yes. It will be far better. It will be far better. 
you will do far better than your mom. You will do far better than your dad. You'll be better. You'll be better. So, so, the foundation, the foundation of almost everything is very important. The foundation of education is very important. The foundations of even where you grow up, where you grow up. You know, you, how many of you have heard the word temperament? Temperament. Temperament is, is, is based on like your personality. Your personality. And your personality is formed by your environment. You form it by your environment, where you are, where you're growing up. You, form, you, you, you pick up things. And it becomes part of you. It becomes part of you. You see, you, you see I mean, if you have, have, have met some people that they say, they say uh, please, almost unnecessarily. How many of you know that group of people? Yes, but, but it's better than those who don't say it. It's not better than those who don't say it. Yeah. Because others also just talk. And then in this day, in this day of um, technology like uh, WhatsApp, text and things, when you don't have such polite expressions, you sound rude, even though you're not being rude. So if, if you've been brought up with a culture where you, you, you throw in the polite expressions, your tone is softened. Because sometimes you have to picture someone's face to, to, to say, tell to yourself, no, he's not rude. He's not being rude. You just have to picture the person. Although he's not being rude. But this, this is the tone of the straight, straight, blunt questions, expressions, statements. Gives a feeling that, who is this rude person who just, you just, in the middle of the day, you just start talking. <laughs> so, what I'm saying is that your, 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 Upbringing. It adds up to who you are. As you are growing up, it adds up. You see, you are, you are a certain type of person. So it's, it's a foundation. The foundation is being affected. You will sit, you will sit in, a, in a restaurant with someone at, at when you are 22 or 18. Now you discover that you don't know how to use cutlery. You discover that you are fumbling. You're fumbling. You don't know how to use it. You don't know how to eat. You don't know. I mean, all kinds of, all these things are foundational issues. But, see, but it can be corrected. It can be corrected. Why? Why? Another one is like even your, even your uh, spiritual or Christian development. For instance, when you tell me, I mean, we are talking about marriage, isn't it? When you tell me that, who, who has a beloved here? I want a brother who has a beloved. Yeah, okay. Come, come. This is a Maasai brother. Now, when you tell me, if you're a sister, which sister here hasn't got a beloved? Okay, yes. Okay, let me use you. Yeah, you are quite matured. So when you... Stand here. When you tell me, you understand, he has a beloved. Are you aware he has a beloved? Yeah. Do you know who his beloved is? Okay. Now, when you wake up one morning, and then you tell me that God has told you. Listen. God has told you that this guy is your husband. 
you see, you are, you, number one, you are close to madness. No, no, I'm not joking. I'm very, very serious. I'm very, very serious. I'm extremely, extremely, I'll be happy if you don't laugh. I'm dead serious. You see, you tell me that so far as you are con- concerned, to hell with that girl, to hell with the person is a to hell. So far as you are concerned, this is your husband. And you are, and you are going all out for it. You see, in the first place, you'll be hurt at the end. But, but where, is that, where is that idea coming from? Where is that idea coming from? It's coming from, it's coming from perhaps a certain teaching or something you have heard that, you know, either when I dream, or I feel something, then it is mine. And then these are they that make shipwreck of the message faith. It's like I can claim he is mine. He is mine. He is mine. He. So you see the person that don't pray and be in their room. He is mine. He is mine. He is mine. He is mine. No, he's not yours. He will never be yours. <laughs> But why would she do such a thing? It's a, it's a foundational problem. It's a foundational problem. It's, a, it's, it's what she has heard, she's been taught about. All those things, all those things go a long way to affect the person in making such choices. You take, sit down, thank you. You take, you take another example of like education or profession, career, what, what someone tends out to be. When you don't get it right early, it is possible to be corrected, but it is more difficult. It is more difficult. It is more difficult when you drop out of year 11 to become head of department. Just head of department. I don't want to say which department. Just head of department. It is more difficult. It takes a longer, longer time because the foundation is questionable compared to someone who has come out with first degree, masters, whatever, to become head of department. How many of you understand what I'm saying? Head of any department. I've met people in recent times who have been asking, why don't you get another job from what you are doing? Why, why, do, why don't you get this job? Because I don't understand why you have the qualification you have and you are holding on to the job that you have. So ask, why don't you have this? Then as I, because I'll keep asking. Then one day the person will just say to me, oh, Bishop, you know, uh, GCSE. Wow. I haven't finished GCSE math. Wow. I haven't finished GCSE English. I don't have GCSE this. You see, it's a, it's a foundational problem. It's a foundational problem. That when it was happening, you skipped over it and you continued. You continued. As though, as though the problem doesn't exist. But the problem, there, you see, there's always a reason why something is set. When you skip and you jump over it, you'll meet it somewhere along the line. Someone of you see that it's waiting for you that you discover, you discover is that why everybody that's maths? Have you asked yourself, how can everybody doesn't do art? How can everybody doesn't do art? Everybody does maths. Everybody does English. Everybody does, I think, some science. So when you skip over these three and say, I am free, 
And you start singing, I am free, praise the Lord. I'm free, no longer bound. No more chains holding me. Max is broken. I've got another victory over English. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm free. No problem. Math, English, science will be just the same. No problem. No problem. No problem. The time will come when you see that. Oh, so are you. You. You are still hanging around. They will hang around your life forever. Unless you decide that, look, I don't care. But you will care. Because electric bill will come. You see, there are things that will spring up and you say to yourself, I should be able to afford it. How can I afford it? I need to do something that will earn more. Then you remember, I am free. (laughs) Praise the Lord, I'm free. No longer bound. You are bound. No more chains holding me. They are holding So, what, you see, the age and the time when you have to do what you have to do, you've got to do. Another man is blessed. There's another man that is blessed. I'll show you that man. I'll show you that man. There's another man. You shall be blessed. There's another guy who is blessed. Do you want to see another man that is blessed? There's another man that is blessed. He. His blessings are linked to seasons. You see, you see, when the season comes, he's blessed. You see him in Psalm 1. Is he showing us Psalm 1? Look at how it starts. Blessed is the man. Blessed is the man. You shall be that man. Amen. <laughs> Next verse. Next one. Ah. That bringeth forth his fruit in his season. He respects seasons. Because there's a time for everything. There's a time. Everything has a season. You shall not be a fool in your season. And you shall not be simple minded in your season. The man that is blessed. Season. Season. The season that he has to be doing this, he will be doing it. Seasons. When you start having regard for seasons, you have put yourself on the highway of blessings. You'll be so blessed. That means, I see, whatever you are doing now, concentrate on it. Concentrate on it. Not that whilst you are in school, you are living like a married woman. You see, your, your, your life is jumbled. You are mixed up. You are, you are actually confused. It will look like pleasure and nice, but eventually, I would like to meet you when you are 28. I would like to meet you. Because when you were 19 or 18, you know what you were doing. I would like to meet you when you are 28. I will, I will be happy to meet you so we can have some discussions. Because you, didn't have re- you don't have regard for seasons. But the blessed man 
He will bring forth his fruit. There's a fruit you have to bring forth at every particular season. That shall be you. So, this is my introduction. Why I'm coming to talk to you about premarital mistakes. Premarital mistakes. Because the foundation has to be right. The foundation has to be right. Marriage. Marriage. You shall never be a divorcee. You see, marriage perhaps, I don't know, is the most attacked and bombed aspect of the Christian life and the social life than perhaps any other area. Perhaps I'll ask you at a point, remind me to ask you one of these points. How many of you Live with both parents. I would like to ask you. I would like to ask you. Not that you know them. I said live with them. That, they, that both of them are under the same roof. That's why I said your marriage shall be better than your parents. Yeah. So you, 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 you see, unconsciously, you could be learning something that is so wrong. Unconsciously, you are assimilating, you are absorbing all the wrong things. All the, when, where marriage is concerned, you're absorbing all the wrong things. Because you have, you've not even seen it. It has not even made sense. You, you see, some people when you meet them, it's like, there's no need for man and woman to be, it's like, there's no need. There's no, there's no point. But there's a point. Because that is how God did it. In the beginning, in the beginning, he put them together in the garden. He put them together. At their name, one, the male was called Adam. And the female was called Eve. And he put them together in the garden. And gave them instructions. On what to do. He didn't, put, he didn't say to Eve, Adam will be visiting you every other week. Or, or Adam will be with you for a while, and then he uh, he would he would you know he has other things to do. There are other there are other Eves. No, no. He put them together. Their home was the garden. The garden was home. Eden, home that was home for them. It was a heavenly house. Yeah. That's where they were, Adam and then Eve. You shall live together with your wife or husband forever. Yeah. Is it a blessing of going to church? God gives you the real vision and aim. And you see that this is how life is supposed to be. So this is how I'm supposed to be. And then you are blessed when you are a doer of what you hear and not a forgetful hearer. When you begin to do what you have heard, you become blessed. You become blessed. You become blessed because there are people sometimes that are in church, but they are no good examples of Christianity, even though they are in church. Why? Because they don't do what they hear. 
So even when you come and meet them in the church, maybe you can see that they were here before you came. They look active and serious. I'm telling you, based on the word of God, you should not follow them. Oh, yeah. The first time has been around for a long time, doesn't mean that you should follow the person. Or the person should even counsel you. Some people, you should not even listen to them when they talk. Oh, yeah. They shouldn't counsel you at all. Because they are not doers of the word. They are, they are actually rebels. They are just being managers are around. They are just managing for the day of repentance. Anyway, so, premarital mistakes. Mistakes that you can make and you shouldn't make before you marry. Number one. And I've told you when you see when you see you've made a mistake, what repent, rejoice, rejoice first, rejoice, repent, run where out of the mistake, run out of the mistake, run out and away from the mistake because you see I've made a mistake. What's the point in holding on to a mistake or trying to justify a mistake? Trying to justify, you're you're going to create a debate. Look, Proverbs 24 verse 16 says that the just man falleth seven times and riseth again. You shall rise up from every mistake. No, you should rise up and you will rise up. Every mistake, you you will rise up out of it. You must come out of it. You must come out and run for your dear life. If you've made a mistake, it doesn't mean that you should sit in a mistake forever and ever and ever. Ever. Did Jesus not choose 12 disciples and one of them was a devil? Even though it was to fulfill all righteousness. But it's like that guy should never have been chosen. But he was chosen. He was chosen. But you didn't sit there forever and ever. It's like, hey, I've made a mistake. There's a mistake. No. Is it don't live and fulfill negative prophecies? Yeah. Don't be don't be the good example of a bad thing. Don't have that aim that every time we are preaching, we have to use you as a, you are like a good example of something very bad. It's like you you make the scripture so real to us. You shall not be that person. <laughs> and then Proverbs 18, verse 22. I'm introducing the subject to you. Okay. It says that whoso findeth a wife, findeth what? I can't hear you. He that findeth a wife has found what? So it means that marriage is what? Marriage is good. Marriage is good. It means that marriage is good. Contrary to your experience, 
to your observations, to the things you have seen at home and abroad. (laughs) Marriage, according to the Bible, is a good thing. It is good. You shall have a good marriage. Marriage is a good thing. It is good. It is not bad. It is not evil. It's not a negative thing. It is a good thing. Marriage is a good thing. Because it is, it, is, it is the man who is supposed to find. First love, ladies don't propose to guys. Not just first love. Scripturally, biblically, a lady, you don't go after a guy. You don't go and tell a guy that you know. If you're looking for someone to love you, can you look my way? No. No. It is not a Christian method. It, may, it might be a worldly way, but it is not a Christian way. It's not a Christian way. We don't go, we don't go hard after men. Men come for us. Yes. So that's a he that finds. So it's the man that is looking. It's not the woman that is looking. It's the man that is looking. So the first, the first premarital mistake is for you, a sister, to go looking for a man. When you have such a foundation, you see, what will happen is that with time, he will tell you, but you, I never really liked you. That is what I was trying to explain to that sister. And she said, I'm not God. Yes. Uh-huh. Because the foundation will be so bizarre. If, if, if he's a softy enough and he gives in. Because you also have to be a softy to give in to the pressures of a woman. You must be, you must be, you must be a bit spaghetti. That is, that is, you don't know what you want. And you don't know what is good for you. So you just take, you just take what you see. Because when you open your eyes, like, this is what I see. So it's like, I have to take it. So you don't think. It's like, this, this is always in front of my camera. So I have to take it. You are likely to have met a hunter. Yeah. She's hunting you down. She's fulfilling the duties of the strange woman. She hunted for the precious soul. She will hunt you. You are supposed to be the hunter. You are supposed to be looking. Ladies are not supposed to be looking. If you go and propose to a man, you won't be happy. He will say to you one day, I mean, if, if I, he's likely to leave you. He will tell you that, you know what? You know what? You gave me pressure. You gave me pressure. He will tell that this relationship is just, ba- it's just based on this sex that you are throwing at me every morning. And the adulteress. Is adulteress a man or a woman? Woman. 
yes. will hunt for the precious life. Those of you who love ministry and you want to serve God, always look out. Always look out for the girl who wants to sleep with you and who has slept with you. Always look out for that person. It's like when you like ministry. You see, because you will think that you are the one who went to sleep with her. <laughs> yeah. You see, and the reason I'm discovering a new, a new brand, a new, a new um, of girls that are, they, are, you see, they are not embarrassed by these experiences when they do it. They begin to speak up. It's like, it's like, it's like something you must be embarrassed and hide. They begin to spread it. I did this with this person, and we did this, and we went here, and we did this, and we did this. You see, so I'm beginning to wonder, who is this person? Who is this person? I mean, who are you? Who are you? Because typically, typically, a girl who has made a mistake will be very quiet. Even a guy, you'll be, both of you will be quiet. But I'm discovering girls who are not quiet. I'll find them in the Bible. I'll come and sh- tell you about it. I'll come and, I, have to go, I have to come and tell you what they are suffering from. Because you see, years after, sometimes even the person is married and moved on. But they are still telling anybody who will listen to them. But you know this guy. We were, we were something. We did this. We did that. We did, it's, a, it's, a, it's a type. It's a, she hunts for the precious soul. It's like, I'll take you down. I will take you down. No matter how high you go, I will take you down. And the operating groups for the news to be potent. So, sisters, careful. The next mistake. I read for the next mistake. Yeah. No, I'm only reading. I'm only reading verses to you. Can you see the verse? When you see yourself, you know what should you do? Rejoice. So instead of continuing announcing your folly. But do you know why you continue announcing it? Because it doesn't seem like folly to you. It doesn't even seem like a mistake to you. So who are you? Who are you? Apart from testimony time. Who in their right mind announces their mistakes? Apart from testimony time to give glory to God. Who in their right mind? says that, do you know what? The other day I had, I had diarrhea. When I was going in my eyes, I couldn't control it again. And who, I mean, who have you heard talking like that before? <laughs> I mean, have you heard of someone sharing such a testimony? That I put on myself in Oxford Street. And then, and then, and then I, went to, um, 
I went to uh, this place. I went to Canada. I was in Canada too. It happened to be there. Have, have you heard of someone talking like that before? But I'm, I'm discovering girls. Not guys. Girls who talk about their folly with boldness. And spread it. And continue talking. And I'm asking, who are these people? Who are they? Who are they? What do you even want? That's the question. What do you even want? (laughs) What's your aim? But let me give you a tip here. This is a tip to brothers. So sisters, you are not listening. <laughs> you will be very unwise to do something with a sister or a girl and things should be quiet. It's a tip. I won't explain it. I won't explain it. Yeah. If you ever think it's under wraps, it's under the carpet, you made a mistake. That is your mistake. That is your mistake. To think and imagine that this girl will never speak. You made a mistake. Is it not true? She will will speak. They always speak. They always speak. They will. It seems the only thing that will keep uh, quiet is the wedding band. If she doesn't get it. Even when you are grandparents, you will say it. <laughs> Mistake two. It's, we have to be going home soon, you know. The next, the next premarital mistake. Premarital. Premarital. Your foundation is becoming solid. The next mistake is leaving out God's direction. Leaving out God's direction. You see, when you leave God's direction, what it means is that you don't consider God at all. But if there's anything in your life that you should consider God, it is who you're going to marry. If there's anything, if there's anything at all that you should consider God in, it is when it gets to marriage. Because, why? Why? Because it is one of the decisions and the things that you do in life that has so many other factors pressing hard, pressing hard on that decision. Like time. I'm going old. I'm aging. I want to this. I want to have children. I feel like, I feel like sleeping with someone. I feel like it. I want to so all do all these things are like precious. I have feelings. I mean, there's feeling. I mean, there's feeling. I feel, I feel like it. I feel, you see, when, when you feel like having sex, it doesn't mean that you have met the right partner. 
the person that sleeps with you is not the person you should marry. But you will feel like holding, touching, squeezing, sucking. And then you think that because, because we do this, it means we should marry. <laughs> it doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean that. Ask those who are married. When was the last time they kissed? Ask them. After church, those who are married. As you are there feeling, oh, I feel like this. You, you see, you, you, you think because of this, it's like, it's like because of that I'm in love. No, because of that, you are human. Mm. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. You are human. You are human. I am actually surprised when I see people who have been sleeping with someone, and because of that, they are going ahead to marry. I'm surprised when that is the foundation. I get surprised at them. I'm actually surprised. I get surprised because I've slept with this guy. So because of that, I should marry her. I get surprised because perhaps you met a strange woman or a strange person. It's one of my surprises. Because I have slept with you, I should marry. There's no reason why. Why? Why? Then because. There are people who even have children with other people. But you can tell that because I have a child with you, I should marry you. It's like because I'm a man, I should go to war in Syria. <laughs> yes. It's like because I'm a man. And I'm, eight, I'm between 18 and 22. And there's a war in Syria, so I should go. I should go and fight. Because I've, ha- I've slept with you, I've had sex with you, so I should marry you. There's no reason. There's no reason why because I've had sex with you. There's no such reason. I can't find a biblical basis for such a decision. What you need is God's direction. God's direction. For God, for God to direct you. Not because I've, because I've kissed her before, so we should marry. Because I've impregnated her, so I should marry her. What are you thinking about? How many of you can understand premarital mistakes already? Premarital. Genesis 13. This one says that, And Abram went up out of Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and lot with him into the south. And Abraham was very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. And he went on his journeys from the south, even to Bethel, 
unto the place where his tent had been at the beginning, between Bethel and High, unto the place of the altar, which he had made there at the first. And there Abram called on the name of the Lord. And Lot also, which went with Abram, had flocks and herds and tents. And the land was not able to bear them, that they might dwell together. For their substance was great, so that they could not dwell together. And there was a strife between the headmen of Abram's cattle and headmen of the Lord's cattle. And the Canaanites and the Perizzites dwelt there, them in the land. Are you with me? And Abram said unto Lot, let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee. And between the headmen and, head, and their headmen. For we be brethren. Is it one of the things I can give you is that I can tell you um, as, a, as, a, as a tip as well. I'm, I'm throwing tips which are point but not. What if it's that when you see frequent misunderstanding and quarrels, you are likely to be the wrong, with the wrong person. Yeah. You, see, you, you have to be fast. You have to be fast. So you see constant battle. Constantly, it's like we are in love, but we are always fighting. No, you see, you, are, you have to be fast to decide. Brothers, are you listening to me? You, call, you are the ones to decide. You are the one. It is your responsibility to decide. Don't come out as another spaghetti boy. <laughs> so, so you, you see Abraham. You see Abraham here. He's, he's saying to Lord that you know what? Let's let the fight and the strife let it stop. How should it stop? He said, I pray thee. He said, Let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my headmen and thy headmen. For we are brethren. Are we not all born again and Christians in the church? Why should because before I realized somebody has left the church? Because you couldn't get on well with somebody who said, I'll marry you, and didn't marry you, and this. So very early decide. Because people in love don't quarrel every morning. There will be some misunderstandings. There will be. As for that, there will be. Like, like we, we are supposed to be meeting up at 5 o'clock. Then you come at 6.30. I mean, you can't, you can't expect me to be dancing when you come. And uh, I mean, no. So there will be... Listen, are you listening? There will be a little bit of tension. You know, even the tension, even the tension of advice, don't let it last. When person comes at 6.30, I mean, up to 6.45, maybe. Then it's okay. I mean, look, no matter how irritated you are, is it going to change the time? Is it going to, is the world going to reverse that the person comes early? They won't. So leave it. After you've made your point by being grumpy, long face, whatever, I mean, 15 minutes is quite long. I think, I think maybe about five minutes. Yeah, so basically at 6.30, by 6.35, by 6.35, be asking the person, I mean, are you hungry? Do you want a drink? Uh, you know, this thing. I mean, just cool off. You see, be quick to cool off. So, Misha, you're really listening to me today. <laughs> so, so there, there will be what I'll call, we, we call them squirrels. It's a squirrel. It's like a pet. It's like a pet, a pet problem. Is it don't don't talk don't talk about a squirrel like you are talking about a dinosaur. There are squirrels and there are dinosaurs. Squirrels are like pet problems. You can you can live with a pet. It's an animal you can live with. A dinosaur is an animal you can't live with. Are you understanding the terms? 
So there are squirrels. That is baby problems. Baby problems. That means like because of this, so we should break up. No, that's not what I'm talking. But there are some things you say we have. To, we have to end it because there is nothing good, easy, flowy between us. Yeah, everything is a problem. Everything is a problem. There are more problems than peace. Then you are in the wrong relationship. Then there is a question of compatibility. You, are, you have met someone, but you have not met the right person. So, it is better to break a relationship than to break a marriage. So, he said to him, he said to him, we are brethren. It's not the whole land before thee. It's not the whole church there. Choose somebody else. So he says, separate thyself. I pray thee from me. If thou will take the left hand, then I will go the right. Or if thou depart to the right hand, then I will go to the left. It's like, let's separate. Choose another person. I also choose somebody else. Yeah. Because you are sitting in it and you are quietly every day and you are in it. And you are waiting for a white gown wedding. This is just a tip. It's not the main point. It's just a tip I'm giving you. Yeah, just a tip I'm giving you. Because the signs are the constant misunderstanding. Constant. Constant misunderstanding. Even when you are eating ice cream, you, you quarrel over the ice cream. You see, why, why, why are you slapping? Why? This, everything is an issue. How he eats, I can do. What are you going to do when you hear him snoring? <laughs> and then the scripture says that in verse 10, and Lot lifted up his eyes. No prayer. No consultation to God. And Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan that it was well watered everywhere. She was voluptuous. She, has, she had the shape and the looks. For he, saw, he saw the plain of Jordan that it was well watered everywhere. And he said, he said, and he said, what? Give me the next verse, verse 11. Then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated themselves one from the other. The separation is a tip. The point is, he lifted up his eyes. It was nice. And he said, I like. Come. But, but what he was choosing was Sodom and Gomorrah. Do you know the story of Sodom and Gomorrah? That's what he was choosing. She was beautiful. He was handsome. He was tall. Dark. Broad shoulders. Six pack. Talibanic beard. He was, he was into venture 
Venture Capital Private Equity Financial Adjustments. That's what he was into. And you never asked him, so where does he work? What was the name of the company? What was the name of it? It's a venture capital, private equity, financial adjustment. That's what he's into. Dark, tall, Talibanic beard, six pack. Six pack. You can he wears t-shirts a lot, so you can tell. He hasn't got he has listen. He hasn't got the Santa look. You know the Santa look? That's the round one. He has the six pack. Flat, solid, firm. The arms don't rest. They say, Bishop, I like him. Why do I like him? Why do you like him? When he gives me, when he gives me a hug, he, a hug, he's hard. I can feel that he's hard. He's hard. Everything I'm saying is what somebody said. It's not my imagination. When I hug him, he's hard. I can feel the hardness. He's hard. So I looked and I chose. But that is not how Christians choose. That's not how a Christian chooses. How did we come back to verse 10? Verse 11. And Abram, verse 12, isn't it? Abram dwelt in the land of Canaan and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain pitched and, his, and pitched his tent toward Sodom. Verse 14. And the Lord said unto Abraham, after that Lot was separated from him, lift up now thine eyes. Can you say that God is giving direction? God is giving direction to Abraham. Lot had no direction. So he chose Sodom. He chose the thing that looked good. But now God is saying to Abraham, now lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where thou art northward. Northward, northward, and southward, and eastward, and westward. For all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. Do you know the, Lord, the end of Lot? Who looked and it was good. He looked and it was good. This is one of the common expressions you hear from the girls is that he has a pretty face. He's pretty. They go by pretty faces. They don't go by prayer. <laughs> but you are learning today. I'm learning. Yeah. He's a pretty face. He's pretty. He's hard. She's voluptuous. Her boobs are bursting out of her top. It's bursting. It's bursting like foot punch on a hot summer day.
when I see her. Oh, Bishop, I can't wait. I see fruit punch. So you see, you don't know her, but you've seen her breasts. But you don't know her. She could be so dumb to you. Yeah. I'm not saying she will, but I'm saying she could be. So the advice that don't go by, just look at Pray. 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 Seek God's direction. And any girl that makes you notice her unnecessarily, it's not a good character. Hey. I wish you would think about some of the things I'm telling you. You see, you see for, for instance, for instance, we're all in the church. We're all in the church. And then you notice that this girl has big busts. Why should the world know the size of your bust? There are people who have big, big round ones. Round like that. Standing like rockets. But listen. But do you, no, no, listen to what I'm saying. It is not easily noticed. You can't even tell. From the way they dress. I've told you, I think I told you about two years ago. I'll tell you again because some of you were not here then. How many of you were not here two years ago? Yes. So I'll tell you again. Anything you notice is being shown to you. Anything you notice. As soon as you notice she's 36 DD, she's showing it to you. She actually wants you to see it. Anything you notice is being shown to you. <laughs> Do you understand that? Yeah. So a lady is supposed to be modest. Not be modest. A Christian girl is supposed to be a modest girl. So you start discovering. She's like this. She's like that. Then you start developing appetite for the things he's showing to you. And those are the fornicatious girls. How many premarital mistakes do you have? One quick one. <laughs> Someone said two. <laughs> no, one, one, one. So seek, you know, seriously seek God's counsel. Control yourself. Control yourself. Actually control yourself. 
and pray about it and be at peace with it. Pray, control yourself. It's very common to tell, for me to tell people that, wait. It's very common. Not because I don't like the person you are thinking about, but because I am, if I don't know her, we are in the church, I don't know her, then you don't know her. Yeah. Even if you think that you talk to her after church, you don't know her. It means that she's an unknown. So it's very common for me to tell people, wait, wait. Out of this series, you perhaps you will discover why I say wait. Because I can tell you haven't prayed. Even the way you are talking, I can tell you haven't prayed. You see, when you genuinely like someone, you are more likely even to discuss even the challenges that you see about the person than what is nice about the person. But you have no, you have no problem about the person. You are in danger. It means you are ignorant. It means you are ignorant. Yeah, it's ignorant. Well, you only have flowery reports. It means you are ignorant. You don't know the person. You are more likely to discuss. Oh, she's good. She's dead. But bishop, when you're talking to them, and then I would rather say, it's okay. It's not a big problem. It's not a huge thing. It's a squirrel. It's a, squirrel. It's a pet. It's a pet. When a, a, a squirrel is 100 years old, how, what's the size? It's too small. So it won't change. It won't, this, I said, this problem won't change. It's nothing. But you don't know the person. And already you started sleeping with the person. Any girl that sleeps with you is not worth her salt. Oh, yeah, she's not worth marriage at all. Take it from me. Take me to court tomorrow. Any girl who has had sex with you. She's the most she's the most vain of the species. Yes. Check the dictionary meaning of vain. She's the most vain of the species. She has no fear of God. In the first place, she's not spiritual. She's not God fearing. I'm talking to Christians. I'm not talking to Christians. No, this, this is not a secular. You see, secularly, when you go the world, that one you can jump, be, be a gymnast, be what's it that girl's called? Simone something. Yeah, become her. In the world, you can. But church, I'm talking in church. I'm talking in church. Church. A church girl. I thought I was giving you one more, isn't it? But, but how did I get into this discussion? Church girls don't sleep around. No. Even church girls don't even sleep with their beloveds. Yeah. Yeah. They don't. A church girl. No. You've got a bad deal. You think you've got a good deal. You've got a bad deal. She's very cheap, easy, and free. And perhaps has some demons. Yeah. Perhaps she has some demons. That's why she's even offering what she's offering. But you see, 
the most scary of all is that she is not God-fearing. She doesn't fear God. She has no regard for God. And you too, you have no fear for God. Wow. <laughs> yes. But, I mean, she has no fear for God. My last point is from Proverbs 20 and verse 18. And I think on that one we can end, isn't it? It's a good deal, isn't it? Yes. Proverbs 20 verse 18 says that every purpose, every purpose, including marriage, including marriage, including beloved dosing, is established, established that it becomes stable by counsel. And with good advice, make war. Is marriage a war? It is war. Everything is war. When I say it is war, what it means is that it has enemies. It has enemies. There's something that is trying to fight it. There's there's something that is trying to fight marriage in the world. Where did lesbianism come from? Where did gay come from? There's no war. There's war. It's like this thing that it is the only thing that God instituted before the fall of man. It's marriage. Marriage is the only institution that exists that God established before Adam fell, before Eve fell. Bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. It was before the fall. That's why it is under great attack. Great attack. It's of a man choosing a woman. She said, now I want another man. A woman waiting for a man. She says, now I want another woman. It is, it is a war. There's a battle. If you say there's no battle, then you are, you are ignorant. And when you say war, it doesn't mean that the person you are going out with is your enemy. No, that relationship is under attack. Your intention to marry is under attack. And one of the attacks that is thrown at you is the fornication. Another attack is the, is the quarrels. But you're married, he has no respect for you. And you also have no respect for There is no purity about the relationship, the way the whole thing is. But then someone chooses you. Seven hundred people have slept with you. And you won't, you won't be ashamed and keep quiet. You are telling more people. And you are about to be someone's wife. That is what I don't understand. That... That is the thing I don't understand. That is the thing I don't understand. You've been a fool in the past. Be quiet for God to fix you up. Someone is about to choose you and bring honor to you. You're telling everybody, you know this person, you know this person, he put his thumb here, he put his finger here, he put his this thing here. I mean, what what is wrong with you? Are you suffering from Zika or what? I feel you have a second. I feel it's like your, your head is small.
such a disgraceful experience. She won't be quiet. It's not a Zika experience. It's Zika. Because people who are repentant, if we don't tell you, you won't know. Oh, yeah. It's not like you've done anything worse than that, but they have to seem to be wiser. Be quiet and calm and thanking God for forgiveness and deliverance. You. Every purpose is established by counsel. Every one of them. Every one of them. Even if you don't have much regard for me as your pastor, I pray you find someone better than me who can advise you. Because you need advice. You need advice. Don't go without advice. Don't go without advice. Because of this verse. To be established. Don't do it without advice. Don't. Use advice. That is discuss. And discuss again. And discuss again. And discuss and keep discussing. I discussed my beloved, eh? Before she became my beloved. I discussed with my father, the good Christian friend. And then I went to my pastor. I went to his house. His house without appointment. (laughs) But don't come to my house without appointment. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I remember it was hot afternoon and I arrived in the house. And my pastor then was my wife's brother-in-law. He was married to my wife's sister. I went to the house. So I said, what brings you here? I said, you know, this girl, she's my friend. We've been friends. I'm thinking of, I am considering. I have not said anything to her. Because if my pastor says no, that is the end. I said, I am considering that not to marry, not marry, not marry. I am considering entering a relationship. (laughs) You run into everything. I said, not marriage. I said, not marriage. I am considering that we can be beloved and see how it goes. Because sometimes when you, sometimes when you get close up, that is when you see more things. They say, you know what? You have the spirit of patience. Amen. Yeah. You meet somebody in church, two days you are in the bed with the person. It's a mistake. Rejoice. Repent. Run. He is not your beloved. He is not. He's your sex partner. He's not your beloved. What we call beloved, you are nowhere near it. At least, so long as I remain your pastor, I'll never have respect for such a relationship. 
So he just arrived, second week. You are in week two, new believer school. Then you are sleeping with someone. They said, This is your beloved. Oh, why? It's, it's, like, it's like you are setting me up to preside over divorces. Every purpose is established by counsel. Discussions. Hey, back and forth. You have to discuss and you have to be. And with the right people. Not with airbags. Because there are some airbags. Who, you see, the airbags will only say what you want to hear. Yeah. One of the signs that you don't have a good person you are talking to is that the person says what you only want to hear. My question is, why don't you want to talk to your pastor? What is the reason? I know he will say no. Why would he say no? Why would he say no? Who wants you to marry more than, more than you? Do you think you want to marry more than I want you to marry? Hey, you're joking. I wish I had about seven weddings a, a, on a Saturday that I have to officiate. It's one of my prayers that, Lord, let there be a queue of weddings. Let me be so busy Saturday wedding. <laughs> No, I want it. But we must have it the right way. We must have it the right way. Don't even two weeks jump into bed, then you come, beloved. I don't want to be your shitting weddings of Nebuchadnezzar and um, Delilah's. Counsel. Counsel. So if you won't choose me as your counselor, choose someone who will use verses, Bible, and have an in-depth discussion with you. Not, not another girl. Not another girl who is another airbag on your, on your, on your uh, girl thread. Sisters in the spirit, sex. Where where nothing is displayed but carnality. And they use the word spirit as a cover-up. They quarrel them more than anybody else. More than, more than, more than uh, presidents and ex-presidents. The gossip. Time is up. I've told you about some. <laughs> Time is up. If you are my beloved, you will never be in such company. You, you can't be. You either come out or we break up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You come out of that thing or we break up. Oh, yes. Being that kind of foolish nonsense um, company. I can't work with such a person. You are too, you are too, light, you are too light for my indulgence. That you are too easy. I'm even, I'm even scared of you. You are too light. Sisters in the spirit. Thread. Sex. Gossips. Gossips. Fights. And then I want to be a priest. No, go and marry a plumber. No, no, no. I'm serious. I'm not joking. Some of the girls are good for plumbers, electricians, doctors, lawyers, bankers. Not for a man of God. 
Not for him. If you're a man of God, never choose such a person. Not for a pastor. Too petty. They are lightweight. Where is paper giving you? They are lightweight. Light. They are very light. They have no depth. They are human beings, all right. But see, their problems, their problems become emphasized depending on the company you are in. So that's why I'm, I'm advising that choose a school teacher, choose a lecturer, choose a plumber, choose an electrician, choose a banker. To say doctor, but not a pastor. Our world is intense. Our world and what we do. No. You can't tag along. Counsel. Your marriage will be served through counsel. Because when I meet you, I'll tell you that you know you're in the wrong company. You cannot bring you. I'll tell you, you cannot bring this girl into the college of pastors. You can't. She she will break us up. That's advice. That's advice. I'll show you. I said this one. If she comes, she will break us up. She will tear the church apart. Say, Pastor, how do you know? I said, Look in the church. How many people is she not talking to already? Then now she has power to sit on the front row and be called first lady of the church. If you are her enemy, stop praying. Established by counsel. She will overthrow. But see, when she's married to a banker, you've gone to bank. She's also gone to the hospital. She's also a nurse. She's gone to she they don't she doesn't even see who you work with. She can't affect anybody. Yeah. But the church. No, 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 no. Some people are not cut out for church work. No, no, are, you are not. And we won't try to make you because you, we can, you can't change. Who can make straight that which God has made crooked? You can't. You can't change. Before you choose, discuss. Depending on, your, on who you are in your future, discuss. Talk. Talk. Ah, I got you at a good point to say I'm finished. <laughs> no, there are more premarital mistakes. How many do you have? Three. Oh, there are about eight or ten. Yes. So we'll be here. Stand to your feet and bless the name of the Lord. Brothers, you want to be a minister? Look carefully before you choose. Come and see me. Let's discuss. I'll tell you which one ever to take. Yeah. So this one, leave her for the milkman. She's safer with the milkman. Oh, she'll be the best wife with, with the milkman. If you make her a pastor's wife, she'll turn into a witch. Yeah, so you shouldn't. Don't bring her there. But if she's, if she's a lecturer, she's okay. Or a teacher, she's okay. Not a pastor's wife. No. She can't. She can't. She can't. She's on sits. Chairman of sits. No. 
those people are not deep. At all. At all. They are like shallow rivers. Oh, I like it when my church is thinking. Let me look at them. I didn't know you could be serious, you know. <laughs> wow. It's amazing. Pray and thank God for thank him for wisdom. That you be wise where marriage and relationships are concerned. Pray for yourself today. That you be wise. Pray, pray, everybody pray. Ask God for wisdom in this area, in this very area, in this very area, very aspect. Pray to Him for wisdom. 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 That you be wiser. Wiser. Stronger in the things of God. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, my Lord and my God. Yes. Mashandala bandala badibala 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 badiba kapostaya. Mayendala badibala 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 badibu kapa. Brostia. Ask God for wisdom in relationships, in marriage, in relationships. Don't say you're not marrying now. This is the best time to pray, especially those who are not ready. This is the best time. 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 This is the best time to learn all the right things that His grace may abound towards you. That his blessings will be there to deliver you and to save you. Yes, Lord. Pray, 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 pray for God's wisdom. Pray for God's wisdom. Pray for what God's wisdom. Masham Delebikastaya. Now for another minute, I want you to pray for deliverance. Deliverance from the wrong relationships. Wrong things. Pray for pray for people that God will come your way. People who are God fearing. You know some of these sisters that I'm, example that I'm giving uh, this. Do you know what they say when they don't want to repent? They'll tell that it's a woman's thing. That is, is that means that you've met an unrepentant person. Is that like, that is how I will be? I will be like this because this is how we women are. This is how we are. That is the unrepentant soul. That is a difficult person to lead and a difficult person to work with. They say it's a woman's thing. I was say it's a woman's thing. What can we say? Because you're a woman. So continue. If it's like all women are stupid anyway, so allow us to continue our stupidity. 
instead of saying that I must raise my game and be more spiritual and be led by the spirit it's a it's a woman's thing it's rubbish talk pray that God will deliver you from the wrong thing the wrong place pray for yourself again pray just for 60 seconds pray pray the Lord is everybody praying in this room pray brothers pray sisters pray pray for yourselves pray for yourselves pray for yourselves pray pray that you be more God fearing than a man pray that you be more God fearing than than being a woman than emphasizing your femininity pray that God take over take over and deliver me deliver me deliver me save me help me Oh yes Lord Father We thank you for this afternoon We thank you especially for your word that has come to save us, deliver us, and heal us, Lord. Thank you for your message today. I thank you for beautiful marriages and blessed marriages and blessed homes that shall evolve out of this congregation. Thank you that this congregation is full of blessed husbands and blessed wives, Lord. God-fearing husbands and God-fearing wives, oh God. Thank you, Lord, that when we enter into marriage, we shall be good candidates for it, Lord. By your grace, Lord. By your grace, Lord. By your grace, Lord. Let your blood, oh God, the blood of Christ, wipe out our past. Wipe out our mistakes. Free us from our mistakes, Lord. Let the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of might rule out and remove, oh God, every bad habit that we have learned, oh God. May we be set free from it today, oh God. And Lord, may we begin to live and walk as Christians. As Christians. As Christians. That which we learn from the world and we know from the world, may we be delivered from it, Lord. That we'll begin a new life and a new way, oh God, of living. Thank you, Lord, that we'll seek your face and seek your direction in all that we do especially in relationships for marriage thank you Lord for answered prayer today in Jesus name the saints of God said amen Amen. now while every eye is closed every head is bowed today perhaps somebody invited you to church today or you've been coming to church but deep in your heart you feel far from God your relationship with God is not so real. It's not so strong. But today you want to say that, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to surrender my life to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. I want to be saved. I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven when I die. Pastor, please pray with me. If you're here like that, just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Pastor, pray with me. God bless you. I can see the hand. You also want to join in. Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus today. I need Jesus. Just your right hand and I'll pray with you. 
Just the right hand. Pastor, pray with me. God bless you. I can see those hands. You're not alone. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus. I need Jesus. I need Jesus. Today is my first time, my second, my third. But I need Jesus in my life. Just your right hand and I'll pray with you. I pray with you. Today is your day of salvation. Today is a special day of salvation for you. Just your right hand and I'll pray with you. God bless you. I can see those hands. If you have your hand lifted up, I want to make one more step and come to me right here. Come out of your seat and come to me. Come all the way. Maybe you didn't even lift up your hand, but you want to come. Come. You lift up your hand, or you didn't lift up your hand, but you want to give your life to Jesus. Come. Come to me right now. Come. Come out of your seat. Come. Come from wherever you are. Come. Come. You lifted up your hand. Come. 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 You are coming for salvation. for you if you want to come you can come now come now we are about to pray you want to give your life to jesus come yes let's bow our heads and praise for those of you in front I want to say this prayer after me. And I want the whole church to help us. Are you joining us? Oh, you're not sure. Okay. I want the whole church to join us as we pray. Close your eyes, bow your heads with me. Say with me. Say, say, Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for Jesus Christ who died on the cross and rose up on the third day. Say, I am a sinner. Please, Lord, wash me with the blood of Jesus. Forgive me of all my sins. Say today, say today, I accept Jesus into my heart as my Lord and as my Savior. Say thank you, Father, for accepting me and making me a child of yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I pray for these precious ones. Thank you for mercy that has found them today. May they be established in your house. In Jesus' name, amen.